Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 122 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Nicole Powers. And we talk about a topic that I am very excited to bring to you on this podcast, which is intimacy. And it has not been a topic that we addressed before. And I knew Nicole was the perfect person to talk about this with us. And we explore what is intimacy and the different types of intimacy that are available to us. Nicole does an amazing job at bringing such a beautiful feminine perspective, a very balanced perspective to this topic. And we explore limits and boundaries of intimate relationships and how we can really bring more of this into your life and start to really become really comfortable with it, which is such an important part of our sexuality and aging and looking at all those pieces with so much love and acceptance for self and others. So you're in for a real treat. So let me introduce you to Nicole. Nicole Powers is an intuitive success coach and the founder of Powers Unleashed. For over 10 years, she has been creating loving, holistic experiences for her clients so they can tap into their own intuition, uncover their deepest truths, and express their power freely from the elevated sense of purpose and success. Using her own psychic abilities, Nicole is able to understand her clients deeply, sometimes better than they understand themselves, and give them precise, practical steps to take that lead to financial abundance, more love in their lives, and healing from past traumas that has kept them playing small. Her clients call her the real deal and think the world would be a better place if everyone worked with her. Here is Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the show today. I am so grateful to have you join us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Likewise, I've been really looking forward to this conversation and our topic, which is very special as well. And I think you are literally the perfect person to speak about this with us. And just to get us warmed up and started, how would you define confidence? Ooh, such a juicy question. Confidence for me is feeling freedom to be who I am out in the world. Uh, Because I really think that confidence is something where you have the freedom to show or present to the world or to take action, right? So Mm -hmm. my confidence is really all about being able to um, not keep things a secret, being able to move through the world in the way that I move through the world in my own internal private life, because Mm -hmm. I feel very confident on my own. I'm an introvert and I have a lot of um, spiritual disciplines and practices that mean, you know, deep things to me. But when I can really share that with the world, that's when I feel the most confidence is when I'm free to move about the world as I am. Wow. Okay. 
I've been, this is episode a hundred and something. I don't even know. So that means I've asked this question about 50 times. <laughs> and this is the first time that somebody defined it this way. It's so special. And I was just recently in a very intense training program. And my mentor says one of his, I would say, ingles is that when you make your privates, um, when you make your privates public, that's when you're most authentic, right? Because that basically is what you just shared. That is when you start to kind of neutralize all this misperception of shame and guilt and blame and just really accept yourself. So I love that's how you define it. It's beautiful. So thank you. Very first time and over 50 <laughs> interviews. Love it. <laughs> yes. And our topic today that I would love to, you know, explore with you is the concept of intimacy, which I think is something that is not as talked about, but it is, I'd say, probably one of the most difficult conversations for women to have. You know, so many of us were raised with so much guilt and shame and all those different layers, right? So let's get started by how would you define intimacy, first of all? Yeah, so it's interesting, because I think confidence and intimacy go together very well, because I think when you have intimate relationships where you are, so my, let me first back up and answer your question. My definition of intimacy is a deep sense of feeling known and knowing someone else and the closeness that that knowing that exchange of knowing brings to the relationship. Mm. And I feel like the way you get there is through revealing and then also um, through experiencing safety upon revealing more of yourself to, to another human. So when mm. I reveal something to you and I feel safe that I've been heard and understood and known and not judged, not guilt, not shamed, then that then that closeness between us, that bonding, you know, takes another step forward. And um, I believe that intimacy is really just that feeling of closeness upon being truly known, which is authenticity, is confidence. Mm -hmm. They all kind of go together really beautifully. Yeah. Oh, so beautifully said. I love the definition. And it really resonates with me because a lot of times I think what prevents us from feeling really intimate, not just even in romantic relationships, which we will get to, but even in personal relationships is that fear of being judged, right? Based upon what we say. But like you said, if you're being, if you're looking at confidence from that place of congruency with essence of truly being who you are, then there's no necessarily need for that judgment, right? Because you are who you are and take it or leave it kind of thing. So I think it's a beautiful description of intimacy. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I love it too. And I, I do think it's one of the most beautiful experiences we can have as humans is to experience intimacy in relationships, whether that is, like you said, romantic or not, um, truly feeling seen and heard and treasured you know, that that's true intimacy. Mm. And we need that as humans, we need we are built for connection. Yes. And we're, we're built for a connection that goes deeper than, you know, surface level relationships, often with coworkers, or, or, you know, even surface level friendships, like, all of those connections are great, they all serve a purpose. But if we don't feel truly known in the world, then, you know, we don't feel fully connected. There's only like a certain level of connection we can yeah. get to. And we're all looking for that deeper love connection, whether again, whether that's in romance or, or otherwise, whether it's self-love or love in context of spirituality, 
uh, we're all looking for that. We're looking to belong and we're looking to be loved and to be known. Absolutely. And I think that kind of relates to why some people, even though they're surrounded by so many people, they should feel so lonely, right? Because it is like the depth in which we connect with people that I think gives that true satisfaction, (laughs) you know, having not just like your other half, but having even if it's like a group of friends or special people in your life that really see you for who you are. um, And probably even more so than we understand that they do. And I think that's just such a beautiful fulfilling part of being human like you said right now in terms of intimacy are there different types from the way that you look at it absolutely so when we say the word intimacy you know a lot of people go straight to sex right I mean it's a topic Mm -hmm. that um intimacy is closely linked with sex because it is the most it is the most intimate act you can do uh literally knowing someone's body right Um, yes I think that in um, some definitions, intercourse is, is defined as knowing, right? Like two, two bodies knowing each right. other's presence. And so we think, we think about that the most often, but there's so many different types of intimacy to be had. There's emotional intimacy. So when I'm vulnerable with someone in my life and I share with them what's really going on with me emotionally, not what I think that they want me to say or what I'm expected to say in the world, but when I really share my true emotions and I am, and my emotions are held by the other person, again, without judgment or shame or, or needing to fix what's happening for mm-hmm. me, that creates a sense of, of intimacy between people. And it's a different way of knowing someone than physically. Going back to physical, there's non-sexual intimacy. So just holding hands with someone or kisses or hugs, whether that's platonic or with a love partner, um, you know, some of the most intimate moments I've had with romantic partners are times when it's physical, but it's not sexual. And so just having my hair stroked or, you know, if a man puts his hand in the small of my back to lead me into a room, like that creates a sense of intimacy for me that is different than sex, but it's, it's, it's still, you know, it's, it can be part of foreplay too. And we talk about sexual intimacy. Yeah. Um, And then for me, one that I love so much is the intellect. And so being intellectually stimulated by people in our lives and getting to share ideas, talk about, even if it's something like a movie, but you're really digging into the symbolism of the movie or the themes in the movie that you responded to emotionally, or you're talking about a great book you read, or um, just something that sparks your mental muscles with another human that can be an intimate thing to share. And then experiences. So sharing experiences together, whether it's skydiving, something super, you know, thrilling that gets your adrenaline going and creates a level of bonding of like, we did this big thing together. (laughs) It's getting married or it is, you know, again, something as simple as taking in a movie. Um, There's so many ways to experience another person without even speaking to them just by experiencing life side by side. And if you are familiar with the love languages, we call this quality time, you know, mm-hmm. or, or uh, the author of Jerry, Gary Chapman calls it quality time. But when we're really experiencing life with someone uninterrupted, where it's about the experience together and exploring, exploring the world together. Um, and then of course there's spiritual intimacy. Yeah. And so having, whether that is having an intimate relationship with some sort of higher power, 
or having um, a shared spiritual or religious uh, perspective with another human and bonding over that commonality, whether it's exploring different belief systems and, you know, sparking your intelligence. And so, of course, these can all weave in and out of each other. And then, of course, there is sexual intimacy as well. So there's a million types of intimacy, I but it. I think those that cover the, the basics. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Like, I never really thought about it from that perspective of all the different buckets. As you're going through them, um, like my husband is definitely the person that I've you know spent the last 16 years of my life together. We have definitely the deepest level of intimacy that I think I've ever experienced. So as you're going through, I was thinking of examples in our lives of where, you know, what would be some, uh, an expression of that for me. And one of the things that I wanted to mention, I think when you're talking about even like that emotional intimacy um, that we've always had from early on is our ability to look at each other's eyes and know exactly what the other person is thinking. And even in complex situations, <laughs> but there is this such a deep level of trust, right? And not even trust in the sense of you should never lie to me, but like trust is in the sense that, you know, I got your back type of thing, you know? Um, and it's very interesting because it is a very intimate moment, even though there's no touching, there's no words being exchanged. It's just this deep human connection, right? That it's almost like telepathically <laughs> we can communicate because we're so connected. Hey there, are you a woman who has spent most of her adult years feeling like you lack motivation to take care of your body? Should it be eat the right foods, exercise, or make time for yourself and the things you love to do instead of putting everyone else's needs and problems ahead of yourself? Do you start something new, maybe a new diet, and you have tons of excitement and even take the time to create an elaborate plan only to lose motivation when not seeing results? and then going through the guilt and frustration cycle of repeating the same patterns again and again, wishing you had more willpower? Well, if you answer yes to any of these questions, then I have something to share with you that will forever change how you look at motivation. Going from this unattainable concept to an actual formula you can repeat again and again to turn every goal into reality. If you want to uncover your own source of endless motivation and how to tap it into it anytime you want, even through the emotional roller coaster that is modern life stress, then go to naturallyjoyous.ca/motivation to learn more. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to share, which I don't think people know this about me and my husband, but in terms of the experiences, intimacy, because when you're describing it, it's like, oh, what would that be for us? But we actually early in our relationship before marriage, actually, which is probably crazy, but we got tattoos together, <laughs> not matching tattoos, no names, like we got what each other cared about. So mine is the symbol for Reiki, which I've been a practitioner for over 20 years. And he got like a little shamrock because of his Irish background. But we shared that, like we picked a special place together in downtown Toronto. Like it was such a beautiful experience. Like we put creams on each other's tattoos <laughs> because it's on our backs. Like, so it's just so cool to go through this. And I hope our listeners are also 
as you're describing the different types, thinking of different people, either partners or otherwise, and how they experience that, because I think it shows the richness, right, of relationships. So I love how you define them. And who would you say, like, besides like a romantic partner, who else can we have intimacy with from all the different types that you described? Yeah. So I, um, it's really important to me because this has been my own journey where I thought that intimacy was really reserved for a romantic partner. And so for much of my life, I was in search of that. I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm a Libra, you know, (laughs) I, I love love and I love romance. And so Um, but my story is I'm 41 and still single. And so the marriage that I wanted this intimate relationship with, with a partner, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for that to come to fruition. And a lot of the, a lot of the time that was rough. That was really difficult for me to feel like I was lacking this big milestone of life, getting married, Mm. finding a person. Um, and so I started exploring for myself. I, I didn't, enjoy. I don't think anybody enjoys the feeling of lack of missing out yeah, or feeling like something is unfulfilled. And so I really began to look at what ways could I have deep connection in lieu of this, you know, yeah. relationship I'm waiting for. And so for me, it started in a spiritual way. Um, and just a little bit about me. I am, I don't really have any religious affiliation. I'm very, open-minded and spiritually diverse. I, my clients come from all different walks of life, but, um, and I, I love that, but I had to create some intimacy. I had to have a relationship with a higher power. And, um, so you can have a relationship with, with something that is as big as the universe, or you could call it God, or you could call it spirit, you can call it whatever you want to. But I think having, um, a relationship with something that is greater than you, is really important to explore, mm-hmm. especially if you are single or if you are feeling alone in the world. And most of us, even if, even if those of you who have been married forever, right? Yeah. There are times even in a marriage, you're going to feel alone. Absolutely. And so who do you turn to at that point? So it was important for me to establish a relationship with a higher power. And it was also important for me to establish that because for much of my life, I wondered this whole concept of God for me was very, um, could be very triggering because I had a lot of religious trauma. And so I kind of always wondered like, well, maybe God's an asshole, you know? (laughs) And um, based on some of the things I was being taught in religious circles, I was pretty convinced that that, that like these principles or these things I'm being taught don't align with what I would want God to be. And so I had to kind of create my own definition and my own unique relationship Um, in order to feel like I could have a relationship with a higher power, I had to, Mm -hmm. I had to, I had to redefine that for myself so that I could have some sort of relationship with, with whatever that was. Um, and then the second thing I did was of course, have a relationship with myself, which was something that unfortunately, I think we hear a lot about it. We hear a lot about self-love. We hear a lot about, you have to love yourself before you can love others and, you know, self-exploration, personal development, all of these things. We, we know that it's good for us. And yet very few people are doing it Mm -hmm. are having a true relationship with themselves. And very few people um, are exploring them themselves to the depths that they could, you know, to have the intimacy with themselves, they could have. And 
we just don't make it a priority because in society, it's not much of a priority. Although I think that that's changing. I do think mm-hmm. that the landscape yeah. is changing. Conversations are changing. Um, but so intimacy with myself. And then of course, intimacy with family members and friends and, um, and then romantic intimacy. So I think mm-hmm. it's, for me, it's all about, you know, a higher power myself and then others. And for me, that's the proper order of it too, that I, I learned for myself is that I had to establish some spiritual sense, um, of relationship and then have a relationship with myself. And that made me better prepared to relate with others in a way that does allow me to deeply know people and for them to deeply know me and for there not to be drama in the relationship. Um, before I established a relationship with my higher power and with myself, you know, my life was very different. It was very (laughs) drama. It was very surface level. It was very unfulfilling. It was just a hot mess. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I think intimacy, if we'll broaden the scope of it, and if we will allow ourselves to sort of have training ground that isn't with another human, because humans are complicated and we don't always see eye to eye. We don't always communicate well. And it's easy, it's easy to misunderstand people when you don't even understand yourself. And so I think first we have to know ourselves and then it's easier to know others. Wow. Like one of the things that I always admired about you is your ability to discern, but also the clarity that you can explain things. You have such an ability to define concepts that are very abstract and convoluted in such an understandable way. So I just wanted to give you this compliment. That was incredible. Uh, there's two very important things that I want to highlight that you touched on. So I'm going to f- go first on the one you mentioned previously, because it is actually one of the principles that like govern my life. The fact that nothing is ever missing. And we all have areas, right? Like my business has always been my teacher. <laughs> uh, other people's relationships, like some people are so physical, but everybody has like one or two areas of life that are maybe a little bit more where the real lessons are, right? But essentially, nothing is ever missing. It is We just have to be curious to find what form is it at. And that's exactly what it described. And I think it is such a intuitive, beautiful thing, your capacity to do that, Nicole, is very special. But it's what you said, like you had to see if the intimacy at that moment wasn't yet condensed in the form of a, a physical human <laughs> that you call your partner, where was it in your life, right? And you found in those three different ways, but if you were to put them together, you're not lacking anything. And I think your ability to discern that and discover that is incredible. A lot of people (laughs) go through life and they never really get to experience that. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. The other thing I wanted to mention to you that you just kind of said it in a beautiful way that is very congruent with how I see like any time that like when you mentioned about before you had this higher power connection, there's a lot of drama, right? In, in your life. And I think it's a lot of times where a lot of people find themselves because the higher we go and anywhere, if you're looking at quantum physics and particles and vibration of sound and all those things, the higher you go, the more synthesized things are, the closer you are to real love, the divine, whatever words we want to use, right? But the lower we go, the more in our amygdalas we go, the more polarized, the more black and white things are, the more dramatic life becomes, right? And I think you found a way to explain in such a congruent way and such an easy to understand way that once you create that connection above whatever direction that the divine is for you, 
uh, it's so much easier to not be part of the drama of life. You can see things from the high, you can tap into that version of you, right? Like it's accessible. Like I know you say higher power often, and it is like, even when you talk about confidence that you've taught me that like, who is the version of you in your higher power that's confident? And it's so different than the polarized, <laughs> you know, good and bad. I'm not having a good hair day type of version, right? Of the drama. So I love that you went there because I think, it is truly the key to get into this place. Like, unless we're able to go up there in this beautiful part of really tapping into real love, it's very difficult to experience earth love <laughs> in its fullness, mm -hmm. right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, I thank you for the beautiful compliments mm -hmm. and commendation, but I do just want to say for our audience who doesn't know me, um, you know, I didn't get there easily. It was not like a walk in the park. <laughs> I didn't suddenly ascend to this, <laughs> I love it. you know, wise sage consciousness without really like getting bloody and dirty and yes. feeling the sorrow of not having, right? And I yeah. do believe we don't need suffering to change, but often it is a very uh, powerful motivator yes. for humans. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I'm so stubborn. I had to, Me like, too. <laughs> I had to get really in a dark place before I was even willing to do some of this work. Yeah. You know, I said earlier, a, a lot of people, and, and you mentioned that too. We know a lot of people don't take the time to do the self work and do the inner work. And it doesn't sound fun and it doesn't seem important. And those of us who have done it, we understand so much how important it is that we almost, at least for me, let me speak for myself, I forget where I started. Yeah. I forget that at one time I had no interest in talking about intimacy with a higher power or self-love, you know, and I would get like irritated when people would say to me, you know, you first you have to love yourself. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, so I, come on. <laughs> like, where's my guy already? Just bring him to me, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's so it took it took a lot of stubbornness on my part to finally be to get into enough pain to be willing to do some of this work. And then it also really took the universe presenting me with opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yeah. And it's never failed for me that when I am ready to learn something new, the right person shows up in my life who seems to have the toolkit for that. Um, or when I'm feeling broken, the right healer comes along, you know, and I see that now as provision where before it just seemed like, you know, random happenstance today. I don't see that that way at all. Um, yeah. But I think it's really beautiful that uh, I used to, I guess I just want to say, I used to really lament and really feel sorry for myself and really be, you know, pissed off about the fact that I did not have an intimate partner. And um, I don't think that would have changed without divine intervention. You know, I had to, yeah. I had to be set on a path where I was looking to hire, where I had people having these conversations around me and teaching me things and um, giving me the right tools in the toolbox to do this kind of exploration. But I wasn't just like, I wasn't born wise. <laughs> it's earned. It's earned. It's so relatable, by the way. <laughs> you know, and I'm very glad you mentioned that because I think it really, you know, it grounds the concepts, right? That this is a path, absolute to journey, but it is also something that anybody can pursue in their own form, right? In their own mm -hmm. speed, in their own direction. But I think it's so beautiful that you said that. And I think this is a beautiful segue to sort of the second part of our conversation that I wanted to explore a little bit more the concept of 
um, really looking at those more intimate sexual relationships and intimacy in the sense that when you were talking about, you know, looking at where you started versus where you are now and, you know, waiting for the next person and so on, there's this piece, I think, that really relates also to weight release that you a lot of women had to be ready for it. Like we had to try all the diets. We had to struggle and try to lose weight at all costs until we got to that place. And we're like, oh, maybe there is a slightly different way to look at it, right? Which is not about losing anything, but it's about the acceptance of the whole so that we can see the parts that need to maybe emotionally speaking, be neutralized until we were able to drop all the protection, all the, you know, safety guards that a lot of times weight and food represents for some of us. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I came to recognize over, you know, the years working in this space is that sexual intimacy is potentially one of the real roadblocks that women experience, because just the concept of being more attractive, could have, you know, if you experience some sort of, you know, unwanted attention in the past, or your libido isn't the same now in midlife, or, you know, getting into midlife, and, you know, that person doesn't want to have as much, you know, sexual relationships with their partner, like, there's all these different hidden motives, right, that it keeps stuck. So let's go there. Let's talk a little bit about sexual intimacy in the, in a way to really ground it and neutralize some of the charges, emotional charges that some of us may have on the topic. Yeah. I'd love to do that. So tell me, um, there's so many directions I could go here. So tell me what you're curious about. I'm curious what you're curious about, about, um, what, what specifically have you seen in your clients? I guess is what I want to know. What, what are their roadblocks to that, that you've seen? I would say the main one is for some women, especially like if you're talking more, you know, in their fifties, mid fifties, some of them, not all, but many of them were raised with some, let's just say more strict religious (laughs) backgrounds that really have condemned sexuality, right. And put a lot of guilt and shame in areas that I think has really became layers and layers of stories. So their ability to even look in the mirror and be comfortable looking at themselves and all those things have been really impacted. It impacts their relationship with all the forms of intimacy, but specifically their partner. So maybe let's start there. I know this is a tricky topic, (laughs) but I think it's a good topic. It's a big one. It's a great topic and it's a juicy one. And it's one that I am not afraid to talk about. I think that's something that um, I really, sex has just never been something that has been taboo in my world. And I know that's not the case for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have always, even when I was a child, uh, I remember there were questions we were starting to have as young adults, right? Around the topic of sex and nobody would ask their parents. And so I remember one day uh, we, me and my girlfriends were in the car with my mom who I was raised in a single mom household and it was just her and I. So a very feminine household, just two women, you know, moving through the world. And so we had a level of intimacy that maybe some children don't have with their parents because it was just us. And so, right. you know, she was very transparent with me and I was very transparent with her. 
it's just kind of always the dynamic. But so I, it didn't require any courage on my part. Um, but we were in the car with all my little girlfriends and we wanted to know what a blowjob was because we'd heard the term. We <laughs> had no clue what that was. And so, you know, I asked my mom and the cool thing about my mom is her demeanor did not change. She was not shocked by the question. <laughs> she was not um, like, how dare you say that word, you know, and she just very calmly told us what it was. And then we asked, you know, can we get pregnant by that? And we, we had lots <laughs> of other, other questions, but um, there was an openness in my household that I know is a privilege that I know that not every mm-hmm. woman has. And, and even men too, you know, we're, yeah. most of us are, the, we give, get the birds and the bees talk, right. From our yeah. parents. <laughs> cold. It's very awkward, which makes we, us think that sex is awkward. Um, yeah. and I, I just didn't have that growing up. So I have a different perspective than most people, which is why I love talking about this topic mm-hmm. because it doesn't yeah. intimidate me. And I think my lack of intimidation gives other women the safety to talk about it with me. Yeah. Um, so, but as far as religion goes, yeah, I mean, even back to the story of Adam and Eve, right? I mean, there's so many archetypes where women destroyed the world with their sexuality, with their <laughs> desires, right? She desired yes. to have an apple and she ruined the world. Like this is an archetype that, that women live under, that our bodies can be dangerous, um, not only to ourselves. And, and something that men just can't understand is that, you know, whether you've ever been sexually traumatized or not, we've heard the stories, right? Whether you can own hashtag me too, or you don't, you're just a witness to it. It is so prevalent. We understand that our bodies are, um, are, can be, you know, that it is something that can be of danger to us. And so um, that it can be taken, that, you know, power can be expressed over us just by having the body that we have. And it's not that men do not experience rape. They do, but we hear about it a lot, a lot less. And so even from a young age, you know, you're taught to protect your body, you're taught to cover your body. Um, and we're not really talking about what our body looks like, what other women's bodies look like. And we're, you know, even nakedness. And I think intimacy and vulnerability go together really well because in order to have an intimate relationship, you have to be vulnerable. In order to have a sexual relationship, you have to be vulnerable enough to remove some clothing. Yes. And in order to be emotionally vulnerable or emotionally intimate, you have to be vulnerable enough to reveal your insides, right? So no yeah. matter, that's why I say intimacy is developed through a revealing process. You have to remove something to have it. And that is vulnerable. That is a vulnerable prospect because you don't know if you're safe or not until you reveal. And it's often the other person's reaction that tells you, am I safe here or not? And then now today, you know, whether you have old fashioned values or you don't, I mean, the modern woman is allowed, is, you know, allowed to be sexual and yet it's still shamed. Yeah. You know, the women are, are taking more charge of their own empowerment sexually, but there's still those old archetypes that we're living under. And there's still, you know, words like we have the walk of shame, you know, the night mm-hmm. after we were yeah. stay out all night and come home in, in the wrong clothes the next day. Um, women's orgasms are not being talked about in a beautiful way, right? The, the word on the street or the joke is we don't have them at the hands of men. <laughs> you know, men are clueless and we, and we're not having orgasms. And that is sad, but that's the majority of stuff that's are out there. And so yeah. 
I think it's really important that women have these conversations with women first. It's sort of similar to I had to have a relationship with my higher power and myself before I could really be ready to have deep, intimate relationships with other people. I think in order to be ready to have physical, sexual intimacy in a way that feels really good, that feels safe, that feels like it matters, whether that's for fun or for depth of, of love or, or um romance like I don't care why you're having sex right like that's not my business but I think in order to feel good about your sex life you have to do some inner work first and you do have to discover what are those roadblocks what are the stories I've been told and are they true or are they not true and why do I think they're true if they are true why do I think that and then be able to have open conversations like we're having with other women before you try to go into that arena feeling more free Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is all a process, you know, if you're not yes. feeling sexually free in your, in your sex life, if you're not feeling, you know, desired and, um, if you, if you're not in love with your body, right. If there, whatever the thing is, those conversations have to be had in a safe place with other women before you're going to feel safe to reveal yourself that way to a sexual partner, whether that's a woman or a man, or it doesn't matter. Right. Like this is not yeah. about gender, but I think, um, having a safe space to talk about it is really important. Absolutely. That's so good, Nicole. Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming a Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet. And this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode. One of the things I look back into my own upbringing was I was raised in, I would say, at least in my like very close circle of family in a more conservative way, let's put it that way. But then the, living in Brazil, the contrast to what you saw on TV and on the media, it was so extreme. Like we think of Brazil, we think of carnival, like, you know, yes, that's not the norm every day, but there is such a discrepancy between what we were taught versus what we see. And I think that brings a lot of confusion, right? And um, like you, you grew up not really knowing how much of what you think and feel is okay or normal. And I think now looking back, like I've been working on the part of myself for quite some time and has been, like you said, a, a very long process but I feel I am finally, and like you said, like long journey, <laughs> this is not overnight, but I feel I'm finally in a place that my husband and I are both ready to sort of start to really look at the parts within each other that we have shame and guilt towards. Because even though, like I mentioned, we've been together for, you know, over a decade and a half, there's still reservations like, you know, 
Um, and it's not even just in terms of how we look at each other and things, but internally in terms of being really honest about what we want and what we prefer and what we don't want. Right. So one of the exercises that we've been doing uh, voluntarily, he's not being forced to do this. <laughs> um, but one of the things we're doing is that we are actually sort of contemplating individually, what are all the areas that we have guilt and shame in relation to our sexuality? And then when we feel complete, that we are clear what the list is, we are, you know, sharing pieces of it with each other and then chatting about it and neutralizing perceptions and really getting to a place in which there's nothing to hide from self and from each other. And we're not there yet, but it is an active part of the process. And what I can say as a result of this experiment, it is exciting. Like that's the word I would use to describe. It is like a level of freedom that I don't think I've ever experienced in any other area of life. And it doesn't have to be necessarily with a romantic partner. It could be something done with self as well. I think it's the first step anyways, right? But having, and then expressing in different ways, either even through imagery or, you know, through artistic expression, but really putting it out there, a really raw version of you in a safe way, like I said, this community or whatever that looks like so that you can be truly seen. And I think it's one of the most radically freeing experiences a person could ever have. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know, the definition of intimacy being a knowing, and you can't know something that you're not willing to look at, right? If there's yeah. something that is, and we all hide things from ourselves and from yes. other people. <laughs> um, but what you said with nothing to hide, I think that is the most intimate we, we get. And, and like you said, we do that in stages in, um, in different relationships. You know, I, my best friend, she, and I have been best friends for 12 years now, and I don't know everything about her and she doesn't know everything about me, but over those 12 years, we've revealed more and more and more And each step that we've revealed and, and we've become more bonded instead of less bonded and even having conflict. I mean, healthy yeah. conflict in a relationship is important. Very much um, so. Yeah. And so being able to talk about these things with your partner or with yourself, but first, like you said, first you have to look at it. And then I usually need to make peace with what I see before I'm ready to share it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, part of my business um, is that I, I show up vulnerably and authentically mm -hmm. online. And so I do mm -hmm. share some stories in a public way that most people wouldn't. Right. But that's the <laughs> business I'm in. Yes. And so, um, yeah, but I, there's an internal process to that too. You know, if you just came across my social media and saw all the stories I tell or the things I'm willing to say out loud, you might think, oh, this girl's incredibly brave or she's incredibly um, transparent or she's really vocal or she, you know, whatever. I don't know what people think, how they perceive it, but mm -hmm. I've heard people share with me, oh, you're so courageous or you're, or you're so this or that. And it's like, I'm not. But what I am is willing to do the work. What I am is willing to take a look at what's in my heart, what's on my mind. And I'm willing to look at the stuff that isn't pretty and I'm willing to process it. And sometimes that means with a therapist and that sometimes that means with a coach. Sometimes that means just in me and my journal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means with girlfriends, right? But I process it. And when I'm okay with me, then I'm ready to share it with the world. And so what you might see, what anybody might see on my social media that might seem brave is really a long process of <laughs> me getting ready to 
by the time I posted, it's no longer brave, right? It's, it's been a process that I've been having. And so, but there's still that feeling of when I reveal something that's vulnerable or that I'm afraid might get a little, you know, could receive some, um, <laughs> or judgment or pushback even there's still that like holding your breath of like is it okay to share this truth is it okay to reveal this part of myself is it okay to talk about sex on a podcast you know I mean those yes. things still come up we're all human but then when you do it and you realize that you are in a safe space so like for you and your husband being able to reveal those things and like you said neutralize it it's on the table I think the things that we, the things we keep secret we think that that's protecting us but honestly, secrets grow in the dark. Mm-hmm. When they're out in the light, there's nowhere for them to go. There's nothing yeah. to there's nothing to feed on. And so as long as you're doing that in a safe way, you know, I don't recommend people going out <laughs> and telling their secrets to just anybody. Absolutely. Um, but I think when you're when you've done the work internally first and then you choose someone safe to reveal it to and you hold your breath and you wait for them to lovingly respond. And, and most of the time when you're sharing it in, in a safe space, the response is loving. It is neutralizing. That's what creates bonding. That's what creates desire. I mean, when we feel close yeah. to somebody, you know, there is uh, there is a desire for more. Most people aren't just like, that was nice. I'll, I never want that again. You know, we're like, Ooh, that tasted good. I want more of it. Or, Ooh, you know, that sun feels good. I want more of it. So when you're in a place where you, where you feel really good, it's going to naturally spark desire in a sexual way, just as well as any other way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this energy of authenticity that comes when we are actually you know, releasing a lot of those labels and judgments and things and really accepting the essence. And I don't even mean authenticity in the sense of how we show up, but more so congruency between how we see ourselves and our true essence, right? That energy is craveable. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like, and I know you said that you feel when you post something, it doesn't feel brave anymore, but the brave came before. It's when you actually face into the work, right? Mm-hmm. But when you post it, then I think the energy that it sparks is that craveable energy that more women and men want to be able to show up that way. And for some reason, I was just contemplating this the other day by speaking to someone else in a different podcast. And um, I was kind of contemplating, like, why is it that everybody says, oh, I wish I could just be myself? Why is it that we're just not ourselves? <laughs> you know, like, what was the inception point that we all decided as, you know, humanity that we had to be someone else, right? Like, it is so fascinating to me to understand when did that belief process actually begun? Um, and it's almost like we're all trying to return home, right? And then we, we see some people like yourself leading the packet. It's very exciting because they're like, okay, it's possible, you know? And I think one of the main, many reasons why I invited you for this, uh, to I wanted to interview you regardless of the topic, but when we both decide, okay, this is the right topic for it, it's because I have seen you really, you know, leading the path the path in the sense of bringing safety, bringing honesty, bringing authenticity to intimacy, to women online through your content. And, you know, I've been in various programs that you teach and you're an incredible mentor to me. And I really love that we had this conversation because it's a whole new side 
of things we talked before, but it relates to everything else. It relates to our health and wellness, to our finances, to our vocation. So I think it's a, a real missing key for women, especially in weight release of getting in, in touch with it. So with that said, for women that are really resonating with your message, Nicole, and they want to learn more, I know you have so many beautiful offerings. Tell us where we can find you online and anything that you have coming up, projects, anything you want to share. Great. Well, you can find me on Facebook most easily um, with the handle at I am Nicole Powers. And so I'm on Instagram as well, but Facebook is the place I hang out the most. And so if you just friend me or follow me, you'll, you'll be in the, in the world of Nicole. (laughs) Um, And then right now, really, I don't have anything coming up program wise at the moment, but I do, I'm always seeing clients one-to-one for intuitive success sessions. And that is um, just a 45 minute session with me. And I use my intuition to bring through channeled messages for the person's highest good at that moment. And there's no topic off the table. We can talk about your love life. We can talk about your business. We can talk about your confidence. We can talk about your sex life. We can talk about (laughs) your childhood, whatever um, you want to talk about. And then of course, my intuition will always guide me to the, the thing that's the most important for us to be talking about for the person across the table for me to have um, what they really need in that moment to move through the world feeling more empowered, more alive and more connected to themselves. And so um, I love doing those sessions because I I don't know what's going to happen during the session, <laughs> yes. um, but they're always beautiful and they're always exactly what's needed at that moment and really cool things happen. So uh, if you want to do that with me, you can go to my calendar, which is calendly.com backslash Nicole powers. Wonderful. And I can you know, testify that from the various sessions that I had with you, private sessions, they were all so unique and so different, right? Like, and it's true, even myself, I never know where we're going. <laughs> you know, I just come and I let you lead and it's always a beautiful experience. So I actually highly recommend people taking advantage of that and definitely connect with you online and following you. You share such a wealth of beautiful content and information that just by being in your energy, I just feel everybody will just get so much out of, you know, what you share in the world. So thank you so much for this beautiful, generous conversation today. It was such an incredible pleasure. And I really am grateful for you, for the work you do and for our paths haven't crossed. Like it's something that is really important to me. So thank you. Thank you. And likewise, I just, I love the work that you're doing in the world. And I just really love the intimacy that we are creating through the different ways in which we've worked together. And um, it's just beautiful to be able to have these conversations. So thank you for inviting me and for opening up this beautiful conversation for us to have. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.